Welcome to How You Pictured It, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs ready to grow their business in a way that feels good. Here you'll find actionable tips and tools to create the business and life you pictured. I'm your host, Kate Hyde with Dear Kate Brand Strategy. Let's get started. Welcome back to How You Pictured It. Today I'm talking with Ziza from Force of Nature. Ziza is what you would call a multi-hyphenate. She is a public speaking and voice coach, visibility and personal brand strategist, multi-award winning musician, speaker, performer, and author. She has over 23 years of stage experience and eight years in marketing, and now she helps expert female coaches, consultants, and service providers find and book speaking opportunities that allow them to sell on stage and make thousands, get paid to speak to rooms of ideal clients, and reach hundreds of thousands of new eyes with big name podcasts, summits, and virtual speaking opportunities. Let's get into today's interview. Ziza, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for us? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Ziza, as you said. I'm a visibility strategist and public speaking coach. And what I do is work with female coaches, consultants, and service providers and help them, on one hand, get more visibility opportunities, such as speaking, podcast guesting, appearances in the media. And on the other hand, I help them structure and deliver their talks in a way that gives them more business. So it increases their conversion rate, their reputation, their authority, anything that involves being in front of your audience and engaging them and activating them to be a part of your world. This is what I do. So tell me a little bit more about how speaking helps grow your business. Oh, this is a very interesting question because um, somebody that I was talking to last week to who invited me to be a speaker at a summit asked me the same question. And I said, this is a skill that you don't even realize that you need almost every day in your business, especially if you have an online business, you're going to do masterclasses, you're going to do stories, you're going to do videos, you're going to guest on podcasts. And just being confident to show up, this is level one. It's not enough. When you know how to structure your message, how to deliver that content in a way that keeps your people on one hand listening until the end, because, you know, people just lose their attention so fast, but... Secondly, taking them on this journey that gets them to actually reach out to you and buy from you by the end or join your newsletter, your email list, this is what you need to know. And this is how public speaking helps you. And I know this because when I started my business, I already had experience in this area. So for me, it it was very easy to show up. I didn't have this problem. I didn't have to overcome the fear of being on camera. I didn't have a problem with for example, delivering my masterclasses whenever I would do my launches, I know that this skill that I had was what helped me grow the conversion rate. So I always had a great conversion rate with my masterclasses just because I knew how to structure and deliver my message. So this is a very valuable skill that I believe all entrepreneurs should cultivate and develop. And if you would ask probably any successful entrepreneur, they're gonna, probably going to say the same. Communicating with your audience is definitely something super important. And I know a lot of people put so much focus on content creation, on writing, on copy, but you also need to show your verbal communication and make them work just both, both need to work very well. I can see how being able to um, show up and be on camera and speak helps people feel more trust and confidence in you. Um, What tips do you have for small business owners that are just getting started and feel really nervous being on camera or speaking? Usually I tell them to start with topics that feel very comfortable to them. This is what I did in the beginning because even though I was used to being on camera, I felt a little bit nervous when I did my first Instagram lives because it was a new situation where I was a business owner. So obviously I was questioning how people would respond to that. 
So what I did was start with topics that were very easy for me to talk about. These were things that I were that I was very good at. So I could basically talk about those things with my eyes closed. I don't have to think about them. By starting with a topic that you feel very comfortable with, you will be able to focus more on managing your emotions because your head is going to go spiral. Oh my gosh, I don't know what yeah. to say. What's coming <laughs> up next? But if you know your topic very well, you can focus on managing your nervousness instead of focusing on the nervousness as well as, oh my God, what am I supposed to say now? Because I don't know this topic that well. So I would say start with things that you feel very comfortable to talk about and build up from there. It takes a little bit of uh, practice with this one, but just take those first attempts like that first pancake. They're going to be messy, but they're necessary so that you can evolve and have better and better appearances as time goes by. Yeah, definitely. You, you're never great at something the first time you do it, but you have to do it that first time to keep growing and getting better, right? What are some things that you notice people doing when they're speaking that are like red flags or things that, that they should change or do better? The biggest issue that I notice, and this is what actually makes your audience lose focus and not even stay until the end to listen to what you have to say, even if the content is actually amazing, the way the content is structured and delivered is so chaotic, it either takes them 10 to 15 minutes to get to the point, or they have this tendency to overwhelm the audience with too many details, which is, this is something that experts usually do, and it's it's nobody's fault because this isn't something that comes in a bundle with your expertise. It's something that you get to learn. So we think that all of the details are important. How am I going to teach them this framework? I have to give them all of the details. So you end up overwhelming your audience because you want to deliver and you want to make sure that they understand. So there's an art in learning how much to deliver so that your audience understands, but it doesn't under deliver at the same time because you don't want to give them superficial stuff. But usually this is the biggest problem, not getting to the point straight away digressing and going on 50,000 tangents when you when you try to talk about something, this is also a problem because your audience doesn't even know what you're talking about anymore. And I know this right. happened to me while listening to podcast episodes, while listening to lives. I was like, this, this episode was supposed to be about something else. When are they going to start talking about the thing? Because I'm already losing my focus and I don't understand what they're talking about. And it's a pity because we can lose a lot of valuable content we might have something really valuable to talk about. But if we digress, if we spend 10 to 15 minutes talking about other things just to introduce the topic, this is what's going to lose the audience's focus. And not knowing how to structure it in a way that's very clear and easy to understand. If you ask me, this is, I truly believe this, somebody who will come back to what you've said, for example, if it's a replay of a masterclass or a live, they will come back only if they were able to summarize what you've said in two to three main ideas after listening to you just once. This is a paradox. So if they listen to you once and they remember the main ideas of what you said, they're going to come back so that they can review and take further notes. But if they ended up confused after listening to you once, they won't come back. How would you suggest like getting started with figuring out what those main points are? Starting with the end in mind, first of all. It depends on the format, of course. If you have a longer format, such as, for example, a masterclass, you will want to think about what's the purpose of that masterclass. Am I teaching them something? Do I want to sell something at the end? What's the purpose of it? So that I can link that purpose to the topic. And then the topic needs to be very specific. When you, The topic is the hardest to find, to be honest. Even whether you're doing a live or something else, the topic is the hardest to find. But once you found that, 
is going to be very easy to structure the information, usually overwhelm or under delivery. They both derive from the topic. So let me give you an example so you understand. If I were to do a training on how to overcome the fear of public speaking, that one is super general. I can't teach you that in an hour. I would need at least <laughs> six months, right? So if I'm going to talk about something so broad, I will probably either overwhelm you with too many details and you won't know what to do after, or I'm just going to under deliver and talk about three to four big things and you won't be able to do anything after. But if I narrow down the topic and choose, for example, how to overcome the fear of public speaking and finally go live for the first time on your Instagram account, on your Instagram business account, this is much more specific. And I can give you some actionable steps that you can use right away. It's going to be very easy for me to teach you that. And I can actually solve that problem in 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So when you're able to find a very specific topic that you can literally solve in 30 to 40 minutes, it's much more easier to structure the information because you'll know, oh, they need to do step one, step two, step three. I know how to do that. So start with the end in mind and then try to be very, very specific with the, with the topic that you choose. Speaking of that topic, what tips would you give for someone that is afraid of going live on their Instagram? Do you think it's important to do it live versus recorded or how would you suggest that? I've noticed that whenever people who have this fear of going on camera try to do a recording, they're just going to procrastinate. They will record like 40 takes and then not post any of them at all. My suggestion would be so you could have two different approaches. You could either go live with somebody else for the first time, do a collaboration with someone if it makes you feel more comfortable to have a conversation, and then you can up-level and do a live on your own. Choose, again, a topic that you feel comfortable to talk about and aim for, I don't know, two to three to four minutes. Don't put the pressure on yourself to have a 30-minute live from the first one. So try to stick to something short because the first one will feel like ripping off a Band-Aid. The most important part is to get it done. Once you get the first one done, you will see that nobody's going to die. That's all right. It's fine. And this will allow you to continue further and create a better content strategy for your lives. The aim of your first one is to overcome that fear, to see what's going to happen, that it's no big deal. Oh, my God, people join. What if they ask a question? You're just going to answer the question. So try to start small, and then you can stretch it further and think about your content strategy. But for the first one, just try to get it done, keep it short, and this will alleviate a lot of the pressure. So a lot of our listeners are small businesses that are service providers like photographers or wedding planners, just small businesses like that that aren't necessarily um, educating. I just want to make sure that they understand that they can get value from speaking as well. Um, so do you find that that kind of provider um, also gets value from going live and what kind of things would you suggest that they talk about? Oh, yes, of course. It depends on the service that you're offering. The content strategy is going to be different, but it's always useful, especially if you use your personal brand when you're promoting your business. That one is going to help a lot. What you could do, for example, if you're a photographer, maybe you get very often the same type of question. You could answer one question in that video or in that live or do some stories. You could talk about that question and give it like a longer version of the answer instead of just one comment. Or you could share a story like a case study. Here's what happened when I did my last photo shoot. We took it from here to there. So you're basically sharing behind the scenes of your process. You could share what makes your work special. Of course, in the first ones, you could introduce yourself and share your story and how you ended up doing this. 
you could do lives with previous clients. You could do collaborators with other people who have businesses that are complementary to yours. So the more people discover the person behind the business, the more it increases the trust. So whenever you use your personal brand, every time it's going to be, it's going to be super helpful to show your face and speak on video. The content strategy is going to be different depending on the industry, but it increases the trust no matter what industry you're in. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I in my my photography business, I've done a couple of lives or just even recorded videos where I've talked about like what to wear for a session or things like that. And it does help. One, it brings people in, but then two, it does build that like authority, credibility and trust with the audience. Plus, they get to know you a little bit, um, which I think is super important. On the other side of this, when we're talking about people that are kind of going into that education space, um, how would you suggest that they use speaking beyond like lives, speaking at events and things like that? How do you get started with that? It depends on what you want to do with it. So obviously, again, you start with the end in mind. You think about your purpose. What do you want to get out of your speaking? Do you want to grow your email list? Do you want to bring people into a certain launch, into a course, into something? So think about the end. And then you can start, if it feels more comfortable to you, you can get started with podcast guesting because it's interview style. So it's not just you on the stage. If you want, you can get started with that. And there are plenty of platforms where you can pitch to podcast hosts. You could do all sorts of collaborations. Social media is also a great place to get interviews. The first ones are just going to be like Instagram lives. They might be a little bit messy, but they're great to practice. And then once you start to add these to your media kit, you could start speaking at other events, such as all sorts of conferences, in-person events. You could host your own workshops. So it really depends on what kind of approach you want to take and what's your goal end in mind. But you don't have to overwhelm yourself with all of them. You can start with something that feels good. And as you grow the resilience and you feel more comfortable, you can add new opportunities to increase the visibility of your business. So I know you teach speaking. What kinds of things do you teach uh, like in your programs and what are your programs? Uh, they, they solve different problems. So I have a program that's specifically for those first few stages where you learn how to pitch. So you learn how to pitch to podcast hosts, you learn how to pitch to speaking opportunities, and you learn how to create your talk. So it saves you time because the more you're going to get interviews, you might feel overwhelmed. Oh my God, I can't prepare for this. It's 30 interviews, so I just can't do anything anymore. So this is what the program focuses on, getting you more opportunities while saving time so you don't overwhelm yourself and expanding beyond social media. Then there's, um, obviously, I have two separate programs, which are smaller. One one is just for video marketing, so it helps you get started with your videos. And there's another one that focuses on delivering your masterclasses for your launches. So if you're a coach or a consultant and you're doing a launch, this helps you increase the conversion rate of your, of your trainings. And then there's the other version of my one-to-one program, which focuses on all of the journey of being in front of an audience. So how do you structure your talks? How do you speak? How do you keep your audience engaged? How do you improvise? We also do voice training. So all of the nitty gritty that that means to be a speaker, that one is the most uh, comprehensive and encompassing program that I have. We basically do a lot of practice because this is something that you learn by doing. So I teach you how to structure your yeah. talks, but then we work on it together. So you see exactly what happens because there's a type of structure that you have to train your brain. You got to train your brain to think in a certain way while you're speaking. So you keep your audience listening to you. 
let's get more like into the how to get past the nerves since that is something that you teach. Can you give some specific advice? Um, I recently had a student tell me that she hired me because I sounded nervous. <laughs> it's because I do tend to be like a fast speaker or like I get that shake in my voice. Um, what suggestions do you have for getting past that? Is it a lot of practice or are there other techniques or tools that you can suggest? I don't believe practice necessarily solves this problem. And I noticed because I've had about 15 years of stage fright out of 23. So I definitely okay. know what it means and <laughs> how it feels to be nervous. And practice only helps you do a very good job on stage. But the problem was for me before I got on stage. Once I got on stage, it was okay. So practice helps you do a good job once you get there. Because if you're underprepared and you're also nervous, that's when everything will become a mess. So practice solves this kind of problem once you got started. It helps you be more confident because you have a structure and now you know what to do. And this is something that my clients often say, now I feel better because I have a structure. I know what to expect. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is a void and what am I going to do? So we solved half of the problem with practice. But the other part is how do I get myself there? Because many people feel so scared before they take that first step that they procrastinate and they don't even get started. And with this one, I just like to take this approach of ripping the Band-Aid off because I know that no meditation, breathing, whatever is going to do the work, nothing. The only moment when the nervousness goes away is when you actually get started. So this depends on the person because it also involves knowing yourself and how you respond to nervousness because some people are able to get themselves through it and they're like, okay, I can do this. Even if I'm nervous, I'm going to do it. But some other people need to be pushed a little. So if you know that I'm going to freeze, I need you to help me find an accountability partner or something and get them to push you to, to do the thing. Because yeah. you can try breathing. You can try all of the techniques that the coaches are going to tell you. You will still feel nervous unless you get started so that you can see that you're literally not dying because it's the brain telling you, I don't know how to do this and I think I'm going to die. So the only solution for this one is to rip the Band-Aid off. If you know that you're going to postpone it and run away, take someone to help you to push you forward. If they can come with you, even better. If you can get a partner, better. If you know you can do this yourself, even if you're scared, you can do that yourself. But the quicker you do it, the easier it is. The more you postpone that moment of actually getting started, the harder it feels. Well, and I love your suggestion of having like starting with like either lives with a collaborator or um, podcast guesting because it is so much easier to have a conversation that's recorded than to get up and speak on something on your own. Um, how do you start finding those opportunities? Uh, for the Instagram lives, you could do, for example, you could do networking, you could attend networking or network with other people in Facebook groups and suggest collaborations and all sorts of lives. What I usually suggest is think about your strategy in terms of content. So what kind of expert are you looking for? And then start to network and look out for these experts, get to know them a little bit to see if you would have a good conversation with them. And then you could reach out to them and invite them. Hey, I'm looking to interview you on my profile. I could share with you my expertise. So you're doing an exchange of audiences, but think about the topic that you want to discuss first. This will help you find the right expert instead of just brainstorming, oh, I'm looking for experts in general because the content yeah. is going to be all over the place. So think about those industries that are complementary to yours and that are going to help you grow so you can help their audience and they can help your audience as well. 
And once you have that content mapped out, start looking out for experts, networking with them, connecting with them on Instagram, developing a little bit of a relationship with them, and then reaching out and inviting them for a collaboration. And then when it comes to podcasts, there are plenty of approaches. I like to stick to podcast um, hosting platforms just because it's so much easier. You have directories of podcasts that are looking for guests in just one place. Obviously, if you have like a specific podcast that you really want to be a guest on, try to find their contact details and email them and tell them that you would like to be a guest. But overall, all of these platforms, they have a lot of podcasts in just one place instead of digging for the needle in a haystack. I don't know, on Instagram or on Spotify. Yeah. It's much easier to find them in one place when you use this kind of platform. What what platforms are you talking about? Tell well, me, there are give plenty me of them. Examples. Matchmaker.fm, podmatch.com, thepodcastcollaborative.com. So it's plenty of, of platforms that where, um, where podcast hosts who are looking for guests upload and post their, their podcast there so you can reach out to them directly through the platform. Ziza, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so great talking to you. Where can we find you? Um, and is there a, anything specific you want to share about any particular program that you think would be great for this audience? You can find me. The, the fastest way to find me is on social media. So I'm the most active on Instagram. That's the underscore voice of power. And if you just, I don't know, if you search with Ziza, you're probably going to find my, my profile. That's the first one that you will find. Uh, website is thevoiceofpower.net. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. So I'm pretty easy to find if you just give it a little bit of a search. And as far as programs, it really depends on what you're looking to get. So maybe just messaging me and telling me what are the goals that you're trying to to hit in your business. I could guide you better towards the one that's that's the best fit for you. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. I really appreciate you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of How You Pictured It. Be sure to follow Ziza. You'll find all of her links in the show notes. And I cannot wait to hear from you what you thought about this episode. Shoot me a DM over at Dear Kate Brand Strategy on Instagram or share a screenshot of this episode and post your thoughts. Excited to hear from you. Have a great day.